Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, we're kicking it country and praying to the whiskey. Special guest Taylor Hughes joins us. Also, Aussie at the half and our Too Many Bands touring a packed show this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the guys who don't think anything is really excessive, Matt and Dave. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Dave. And welcome to the pod episode 80, right? Am I accurate on that? 80. We yes, it's episode 80. And in I'll tell you what, I think there are and some a special things, one. I think there are some things that are excessive, like Vince Neal going on tour. But anyway, that's okay. Anyway, we'll talk about that another point. podcast. So anyway, but we got a special guest. This is a special episode. We do. We but real quick, um, before we introduce our our, our guest tonight, um, I just want to give a give our listeners uh, a thank you. Uh, each and every week, uh, you guys uh, keep the show going, so we really appreciate the uh, the downloads. If you could also make sure to uh, hit us up with a review and comments, and we love seeing you guys on our Instagram at Guitar Dads Podcast, uh, where you can catch clips of our shows each and every week, and uh, find us on our uh, private Facebook group too at Guitar Dads Podcast. There. No questions asked. We just let you in. It's very private, but if you ask to be let in, we'll let you in. That's right. So uh, anyway, without further ado, we have a very special guest tonight. Uh, so let me tell you guys about her. Taylor Hughes is a country artist and songwriter with a unique sound and musical attitude. She's uh, newer to the music scene, and she's been tearing it up in Nashville and everywhere else. Since releasing her second single, Praying to the Whiskey, she's been... Uh, accelerating her success these days and her latest signal uh single uh high on something has been making waves she touts nominations for best female vocalist best country artist and more her voice is an eclectic mix of throaty blues and traditional country and we are so thrilled to have her on the show hey taylor thanks so much for joining the guitar dads thank you all for having me i'm so excited yeah yeah we're looking forward to this it's uh, been a bit of a long time coming because we've kind of changed some dates around and everything. And yes, I'm so sorry. I'm, I have a really bad habit of overworking myself, and then my body shuts down, and it's like, oh down yeah, down. <laughs> so then I'm like sick for three weeks. So yeah, and you had you had like you had like strep throat or something, right? Well, they thought it was strep, and yeah. then they gave me medicine, and then I got worse. And oh, then no. I, oh man oh no yeah so i had to go to the urgent treatment center and they were like we don't know what you have it's not covid it's not strep we don't oh. know but i lost my voice for um about two almost three weeks wow. i had to cancel like several shows my interview with you so i was oh. like why is happening of course my husband was like haha you can't talk like oh that's terrible <laughs> Oh, I mean, as oh, a singer, man. that's like the worst possible thing. It is right? very scary. Yeah. Um, just because like, this is my instrument. This is how I live, you know? It's yeah. Like, I can't even talk. I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And oh. but luckily, you know, I, I allowed myself to rest and I slept a lot, drink lots of water. They pumped nice. me with more medicine and then I was good to go. Well, you sound and probably recovered. you sound good. Yeah, you sound like you recovered, and it probably was a bit of a welcomed break, right? Just for even though you didn't want to be sick through it, but I guess you know, right. just not doing shows and that kind of thing. Maybe just for a few weeks, but it's it's you, you're all good now, right? Yes, we're we're all good now. Knock on wood. Good to go. <laughs> it, it is it is odd though sometimes when your body's like that's enough. Like you know yes. what? Like that's enough, and you got to yeah. like, relax and for a little bit. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, it's so important too because we, you know, as an art, a full time artist, like I'm playing multiple shows a week, and I'm just my hours are crazy. I don't really sleep very I'm sleeping, much. Sleeping, yep, yep. Yeah, and it you have to make sure that you're taking care of your body. And sometimes I'm just like I'm such a workhorse that like mm -hmm. if I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm being lazy. So, <laughs> but then you know my body's like, listen, lady. I need you to slow down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, out. that's, you know, it's true. And that's why, you know, a lot of these artists overwork their voices and have to get like surgery and they have the nose. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, I mean, it happens. It happens for that mm -hmm. reason. You just, you, and get you hear a lot of artists, yeah. you hear a lot of crazy, um, a lot of crazy routines that artists have too to rest their yeah. voices. Like some won't talk at all on, on show days. That's and, a good idea. You know, and yeah, <laughs> you I mean, get away and, with it. Yeah. If you can get away with it, but geez. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. a lot you got to do as a singer too, you know, especially with that. That, like you said, that is your instrument, so that's what you rely on, you know. Right, absolutely. Vocal health so important. It really yes. is. So, well, as we always do on this pod, we usually start with news and notes, and we uh, every time we have somebody on, we'd love to kind of uh, get their take on things too. Um, and the really the biggest news thing, you know, I wanted to try to keep this thing, you know, country and, and that kind of thing. But the biggest news thing this week is it, it, to, to us was um, that Ozzy is still out there killing it. So on, a, on the polar opposite end of, of country music, <laughs> real quick, we got Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy, Ozzy kind of made some waves because, you know, patient number nine his latest album came out and that thing is packed with, uh, you know, you know, guest appearances by Tony Iommi and, and Zach Wilde and Clapton and Beck and. Duff McKagan and all these guys, but he he's made recent waves because he did the um they did the 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 um what were the games in uh, Commonwealth uh, games Commonwealth games yeah. and he did the uh, closing he and Tony Iommi were out there in closing ceremonies, and then last weekend he did the halftime show uh, at the Rams game, and I got to tell you I've seen some video clips. I think they're mostly I think he was singing live. I can't tell. I don't know. Maybe he was lip syncing, but either way, the album sounds great. I just can't believe that this guy is still alive and he can still sing. Well, you know, right, yeah. you know, yeah, right. Like speaking of vocal health, like how is this guy like able to sing like he sings? Because I'll tell you what, like I made a joke about Vince Neil, um, you know, who just is done. He's done. Bon Jovi, kind of done. Um, and this guy is doing it right. I mean, you could argue like Ozzy was never like a wild screamer. He's not like a Steven Tyler or a, or a, um, you know, Robert Plant or anything like that. But still, like it's it's kind of impressive. So. Yeah, I mean, good for Ozzy. I mean, geez, absolutely. So, Dave, is this album out? Am I like behind the, the eight ball? The here? album is out. Oh, you're working okay. behind the eight ball. Yeah, all right. Because I heard. Sorry, that I'm behind too. Okay, <laughs> I heard. I, heard I didn't the... know it was out yet. <laughs> I heard the patient number nine song. I like it a lot. I think um, Jeff Beck's playing guitar on that. So it's, uh, uh, I think he's, yeah, I don't yeah, know all yeah. the tracks and guests it's and everything, not, but it's it just sounds great. Like the other one was. Yeah, it sounds great. So anyway, yeah, so good on Ozzy. I mean, amazing. It, Taylor, what, are you an Aussie fan? You kind of venture into that world. You get into you get into them. The... Not, not quite. Um, <laughs> I, I typically, I mean, for me, like I love like all kinds of music, um, but there's definitely some that I just don't really listen to or I don't know a whole lot about. Like I'm, I'm definitely not like a metal or a screamo kind of person. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But like I like the occasional like pop song or the R&B rap like you should hear my playlist it goes from like Eminem to Tim McGraw to like Rihanna like it's all over the place oh, nice. <laughs> okay nice. all right yeah. so, all right so you're doing all right there and I'll tell you but, what uh, by the by the sound of the guitar playing on your on your songs you you know a little bit about rock and roll too so 
Uh, I, I do love a little, <laughs> I, you know, I really love, like, I grew up with country music, obviously, but um, my dad was really big into blues and, like, southern rock, for yep. sure. Um, so, like, Leonard Skinner and is like i know my dad he always had like molly hatchet on oh yeah oh, <laughs> oh nice. yeah yeah that's great yeah, so I, I like to get a little bit of influence on my music from like different different things oh yeah yeah that's always the best way to do it yeah great all right well one last news uh segment this week and maybe we can kind of uh you know trail off with this into something else but the uh you uh are you familiar with the band ghost taylor I don't yeah. know if you know who. Yeah. So Ghost, the lead singer is, uh, so they have like a Let whole Let me tell you something. Like, they're pretty weird. They're very weird. <laughs> anyway, the reason I'm bringing them up is because Tobias Forge, their singer, I actually like Ghost, but. No, they, um, they have some good songs. They, they're, they're pretty good, but they're pretty metally. So. Yeah, they're pretty metally. But he he was interviewed uh, recently and and made a, a bit of a, kind of a bit of a bit, bit of waves in the music world by saying that right now there are too many bands out there touring mostly because of COVID and everybody's kind of right. catching up and it's kind of taking away everything from everybody in a sense is what he said. You know, so all do boats you, don't rise with the tide is what he's that's saying. right. Hmm. So Taylor, are you kind of seeing that as an artist that's out there constantly, you know, playing, are you, are you kind of seeing a, a difference since COVID versus pre COVID in terms of the number of shows and, and artists that are out there touring around? Um, I think I see it a little bit. It really just kind of depends. I mean, for me, I always try to stay just like in my lane and kind of focus on what I'm doing. But I will say, and this could be just the fact that like the day and age that we're in, like there's internet and anybody can release music, literally anybody and no yeah. one can tell you no because of, you know, you don't have to have a label now. So you can right. really just go on the road whenever you want. You can release music whenever you want, whether or not it's good or not, you know? And yeah. So, but I would say, you know, probably because of the whole COVID situation, a lot of people really are just trying to hit it hard and get back into it. Um, I know I've kind of been like that, but I've always just tried to pack my schedule that way. So it might just be me um, just because this is what I do for a living, you know? And, this is my only source of income. So I have to stay busy. Yeah, I have to stay yeah. on the road. You're grinding. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would say that, you know, for the most part, I for a lot of people who weren't able to tour, we're probably all still just trying to hit it hard and get back out there. Cause um, for those people who weren't really doing like live streams and finding you new and unique ways to promote themselves during COVID are probably like, Oh no. Like did people forget about me? You just got to play everywhere kind of thing, you know? Mm, so yeah. are you finding it more challenging to book shows or almost like it's too easy because there's tons of shows to be had? You know what I mean? Um, I definitely wouldn't say it's easy. Um, I've actually found that I'm able to book better gigs now. Um, I'm able to be more selective um, with what oh, I'm great. doing. Um, and I'm getting better opportunities. Um but during like COVID and stuff, uh, I know a lot of artists, you know, it was kind of either one extreme or the next, you like completely stopped or you were like, you know what, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm going to figure it out. And that's how I was just, you know, that's how I was raised. Like you hit a bump in the road, like you figure it out. So I dove into the live streaming, which I had never done prior to that. I was like, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I can turn my phone on. <laughs> yeah. So I persevered and I, you know, really dove into the live streams and was able to grow my following, not just here in the States, but like all over the world. And, um, I think it's really allowed me to get my music out to more people and get noticed a little bit more, which has allowed me to get better gigs and better opportunities. So uh, I wouldn't say it's easy. I still struggle, um, with trying to get into new markets and stuff that I've never played in before, but markets that I'm comfortable with or that have were in prior to COVID, I'm definitely, you know, still rocking and rolling and doing my thing. Awesome. So the live stream thing is interesting because we just talked about this last week and we, we wonder why even now after COVID bands are back out, why are, why don't bands take advantage more of the, the live stream concept, even during a live show and in front of a live audience. And it sounds like you've had some uh, good experience with the live stream. Is that something you would ever consider doing as an artist or would that, is that, are there reasons why you wouldn't? Um, I think it, for me, I can't speak for every, like other people. Um, for me, the reason why I kind of backed off doing as many live streams as I was doing during COVID is because my natural like home where I feel most alive is on a physical stage. Like that is where I'm able to be at 100% me, but I'm also able to connect with people in person. You know, you're right there in front of them. So you can talk to your fans before you can interact during, and then you're able to, you know, get to know them afterwards as well. And that's something that I always loved was being on the road. Not all artists love traveling. A lot of them right. uh, like to just stay in their hub and that's fine. But for me, like I love being on the road. I love all the ups and downs and the traveling and meeting new people. Um, so I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I kind of backed off from it. Now, I do want to try to incorporate more live streams just because, like I said before, I grew my audience over like in the UK and Ireland and stuff like that. So obviously I can't perform for them live. So when I'm able to do a live stream, they're able to, you know, tune in and hang out. I was actually um, doing one last night. I just kind of spontaneously jumped on, was like, let's see who pops on. And I had some fans from Australia come oh, that's in. That's great. Oh, very know. cool. Yeah. So but would you ever, so, but would you ever do a live stream of an actual show? So live audiences there, you're up on stage. Yeah. Have you ever um, considered doing that? I've done it a few times. I typically stray away from that just because sometimes the sound quality just mm, is mm. good because it's just so loud. So there's a lot of feedback from your sound systems and stuff. Now yeah, you'd, uh, you'd have to have like a separate team that could mix. Yeah. It. Oh, and that, that's like, that's what we're talking about with these kind of like really big acts. We're like, I don't yeah. understand why, like not every big act, like does a few live streams on their big tours. And right. it turns out, so this is, this is the upshot from that episode we did last week, Dave. I did some research on that. It turns out there are a lot of big artists that are doing this. Oh, they are so doing like Metallica okay. so is doing it. Metallica John, is Mayer, doing John it, yeah. Mayer's doing it. Um, th th there's some big name artists, Bruce Springsteen's doing it. Th there's some big bands out there that are actually doing it. Yeah. Oh, so it's, 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 I think the tide is turning on this and I think, um, we're going to see more and more of this as, as it goes, but anyway, but yeah. it's interesting. I, I can imagine Taylor, like on, on, like as a kind of up and coming artist, that's, that's going to be tough to do it at the same time. Yeah. And, <laughs> and well, that's just yeah. like, you really have to be 
be conscious of like the sound quality. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. I'll have fans that'll go live and I don't realize they're going live and it's yeah. fine. Like that's, I love that they want to share. What's yeah. That's going one on. thing. Yeah. Um, but sometimes like just to like film it, like myself, like while I'm trying to perform, I'm like, I don't much. know if this sounds okay. I know that sometimes my fans will pop on and they expect me to like interact with them, but like I'm at a live show. So okay. like, I can't see what they're saying on there. <laughs> so, like, I, I see. Don't okay. I feel left out and like, I'm not paying attention, but That's yeah, a lot of it, um, with how powerful my voice is, uh, there's a lot of feedback. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 You're blaring so loud. I, you're, yeah, yeah. So if I had like someone to like professionally do it, yeah, then yeah. absolutely. You know, um, but, you know, I didn't even know people were doing, like, the big artists. I haven't heard any country artists doing that. No, they might. I might. I don't know if I, you know, that's a good point. I don't know if any of the big country acts are doing it yet. But um, I did see there's a couple of websites out there that do it because I saw, like, Slash did it. We're big Slash fans. He did yeah. it. He has a solo kind of act and band that he goes out with. Uh, with Miles Kennedy, who's an amazing singer. Um, right. And they, 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 it was the show that we were at in Boston. They recorded the whole thing. And I thought like, okay, they're going to do a DVD. Actually, like two weeks later, they released it as, you know, a quote unquote live stream. Hmm. And, um, you know, it wasn't live. It was pre-recorded, but you could, right. you could pay like 20 bucks and you got like a 48 hour access to it. And you could like relive the show. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and all those people, cause I'm on a bunch of sites on, on online and stuff that people like slash. So it was awesome. Cause all these people in Europe could actually see the show because oh, he, he, cool. you know, he was, he's not going to go over to Europe for a while. So right. like, I think like artists can really take advantage of this and use it that's as a platform, thing. you know, if they have the means you, you got to, yeah. I think that's the problem is you can't yeah. do it like half-assed like you're talking Exactly. About. You want to do yeah. it right. And yeah. cause you know, if, if it's not right. And like you said, if it's half-assed, like no one wants to watch a bunch of noise. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, did, I'd yeah, yeah. rather, you know, just go listen to Spotify or something. If I'm, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I definitely listened to, a couple of live streams that I bought over the pandemic and I was very disappointed with the sound sound quality. You know, uh, I was happy to support the artists because these are yeah. artists that needed the money, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it was because they were like, you know, not as well known bands. And it was like, you know, this is disappointing. You guys gotta, you know, you gotta pull this together, you know. Yeah, so, especially if you're yeah. charging people. If yeah. you're just kind of up and on and like, hey, if you want to tip me cool, if you're just that's here to one thing. Out, yeah. That's cool too. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah, but, different, but Dave, a totally different story. But Dave, oh, yeah. I, I want to shift back for a second to this Tobias Forge thing. I think he's onto something. Last week in Boston, last week between Thursday and and Sunday was in Boston, just alone, was Aerosmith, Eric Clapton, and Bruno Mars all playing the wow. same weekend. Oh wow! In Boston, it was like so. Maybe weekend. he's maybe he's onto something with this. Like too many people are out touring, so. <laughs> too many big acts in like one area yeah or... yeah like because it's um, like you and people these these con these tickets are so expensive for these big shows it's mm -hmm. like it's like people can't necessarily afford to to do like you know uh, let me go see Aerosmith. let me go see clapton let me you know let me go yeah. see that's, a, that's a secondary market a ticket you know that's a secondary market because last week our aerosmith i mean you know i won't tell everybody what we paid but you know the the face value on those seats were were 50 bucks yeah, you well, know? no, it is. That so, I mean, but that no, was it's a, really a secondary that market. Was a show. That's making yeah, but that was a show. That that's a show we weren't going to miss. Yeah. So I think Tobias Forge is onto something. I'll just leave it yeah. at that. But anyway, 
So Taylor, want so tell our um, tell our lovely listeners uh, about your roots and how you kind of came up into music and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so um, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, originally, um, bourbon capital of the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> we lo- one of us loves bourbon. On yeah, this it's great. <laughs> right. Well, we'll we'll get him into it. It's yeah. just it'll take a little time, but we'll get you into it. We'll get him. But into yeah, it. Um, I've always loved singing. I think I always knew deep down that this is what I wanted to do. Um, I was always involved in like choir and school programs and stuff like that. Um, I was never like, I never did any solos. I never like performed out on my own or anything like that. So it was always just kind of like this secret, <laughs> you know, and um, middle school and high school, um, I was very involved in athletics. And so that kind of took over my world. And yeah. I had plans of going to college on a volleyball scholarship. And uh, my junior year, I blew out my knee and was unable to fully recover from it. Oh. So uh, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. So I was like, Oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Like, this is how I was going to go to college and stuff like that. Um, but then I was like, you know what, maybe I should start taking guitar lessons. Oh. So, um, I think I was 18. Um, when I 17, 18, it was like my senior year of high school. Um, end of my junior year, beginning of senior year. And, um, I had asked my dad if I could start taking guitar lessons. And he was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So we went over to our local doo-wop shop and, uh, you know, signed up and we went into my first lesson. He dropped me off and come to find out my guitar teacher, who is still my teacher today. He's like family. I call him my oh, uncle. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. He, um, was someone my dad babysat way back in the day. <laughs> oh, so <no. laughs> it was like this, Full circle moment. Total full of. circle. Oh, that's like, great. It was just, like meant to be. I actually just played a show with him like a week or two ago. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had a few lessons with him. Um, obviously, probably knew one or two chords. And um, he realized I could sing. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I dabble in it. You know, I was I was really shy. Um, I've always been like really shy and quiet, which is kind of funny because I probably don't seem like that. Um yeah, but, yeah you don't at all growing up I was always like you know I was loud and with my friends but like around family or just around people I didn't know I was very much just the person that sat in the back and just observed didn't say very much and you know he was like I want to take you to Nashville and sing for this TV Comcast down there and I was like oh okay sure why not and they we told my parents and they were like there's no way she knows how to play guitar she's had like two or three lessons and <laughs> Paul, who's my teacher was like, no, Taylor sings. Like I want her to go sing. And they were like, no, no, she doesn't. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh, wow. Even your parents. Yeah, they, they had no idea. Like they knew I'd sing in choir, but like everyone's either a band kid or you're in choir. There was no really, like, yeah. you know, just cause you said you were in choir to me, you could sing. <laughs> like, mm, mm, mm. So we went down or we came down here with, where I live now. Um, and I sang for this TV Comcast called Nashville Spotlight. It's not on anymore, but it was on for a long time. And I'd never performed on my own before. Oh, wow. So it was very scary for me, but like, wow. Um, there's, there's footage on YouTube somewhere. So wait, so wait, so hold on. So hold on. So the first time you performed on your own was on this like TV show? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> you got to yeah, be right kidding me. Nashville. And, um, Talk about stress. Right. Yeah. And it was 
it went really well, believe it or not. And um, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you know, we love Taylor. Please bring her back. Um, and my parents were just kind of like, okay, like smiling. And <laughs> we, we walked out of the venue and they're like, were you lip syncing? And I was like, nope, that, that's me. And they were like, oh, wow. I think we have something here, oh, you know? Awesome. And, <laughs> and that was kind of like, that's where it really started. I started coming wow. down here every few months because they would do it like, um, I guess like every three months they would host a show and I got really yeah. involved and I hosted a few of the events myself and got really into that. And then once I got to like 21 and I was able to start playing in bars and stuff is when I really started to dive into it. Um, I was a junior in college by then and I was trying to balance both. And I knew that my heart wanted to do music. Like I didn't want to be in school. I was too distracted with, you know, trying to do well in school. I was in a sorority. So you, you know, all that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. We know how it <laughs> all is. That. And I was like, I really can't focus on what I actually want to do with my life. And I came to my dad and was like, Hey, like I'm done. Like I'm out of here. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to leave or I don't want to do school anymore. And most parents would be like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But, um, and I think this is because my dad and I are very much alike. We are big dreamers. We're entrepreneurs. He was like, all right, let's do this. But there is no plan B. We go all in, you know? And for me, like, that's always stuck with me. Cause you know, sometimes even if parents were like, okay, well, if this is what you want to do, you know, let, let's have a plan B. Like there is no plan B. This is it. We all, me and my dad and my mom, we all still stand by that. Um, there is no plan B. We go all in and we do this till we make it, you know, I love and, it. I love it. And it's, you, it's been a great support for sure. So do you know who Rhett Shull is? I do not. Okay. He's a, he's a, um, I think, where is he? He's Atlanta based, but he's a big YouTube guitar guy. A okay. big YouTuber. And at the end of every single one of his videos, his catchphrase is there is no plan B. Um, yeah, so like he, he embraces that just like you do. So absolutely. Yeah. You know, another yeah. artist that, um, goes by that is, I don't know if you know him, but Jimmy Allen, he's, um, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was in a magazine article I read the other day and he said something on the lines of there is no plan B. <laughs> this is it. You know, he was living in his car for a long time and like wow. he, he struggled a lot, but it was always, there is no plan B. And, Look at where he is now. Yeah, so like, right. Yeah. So that. No, sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. So go ahead. Yeah, no. And but uh, yeah, I started. You know, I left college, started doing the music thing. Was playing four nights a week, um, and anywhere I could with my friend who I met working at a another music shop in town, and we travel wherever we could. And I put a band together. And what's kind of funny is that um, while I was doing this music, I met my now husband. And um, we got engaged and, um, you know, I'd always tell them, I was like, I'm not staying here. Like I'm going to Nashville with or without you. And what, is your <laughs> husband, was your husband in your band? He's not, he, um, oh, okay. IT. yeah, he doesn't do the music thing. He's, he works at IT. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Totally he's, different. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a closet guitarist though. Like oh. um, he taught himself how to play. He's actually pretty good. Um, but oh. he won't play. He wouldn't oh, play in front of anybody. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 
That's like Dave. I, we got to get Dave going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You don't want to hear They me should play. talk and they can like get each other psyched up to play in front yeah, of Yeah, you and, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll I'm trying to get Dave to play yeah. a blues jam <laughs> with me. Do it. So. You, you just got to do it. You just, you just got to do, do it, it, right? I know. I am going to plan on doing that. So so you were a junior in high in college and you yes. that's when you decided like that's it I'm all in there is no plan B that's that's yeah. impressive I'm impressed yeah. yeah that's very impressive <laughs> yeah so, and, uh, um and you've been at it ever since then I have yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah wow good for you that's that's a great story so so then tell us about the rest of the journey and yeah what so what is it like, when did you, like it, especially when did, in today's day and age what's it like coming up in the music world you know because it's well, kind of it's very different like you mentioned earlier about no you yeah. know labels and and that kind of thing and you can easily promote yourself in so many different ways some people do it more successfully than others obviously right yeah when did you decide taylor when did you decide like you just mentioned to you said you said to your husband um you know i'm going to nashville like how long did it take you to decide like this is where i'm gonna go um well i kind of had already decided that before i ever met him it was just it was was (laughs) never it was never a am I going to go? It was, when am I going to go? Oh, okay. All right. And, um, I, him and I, we got engaged, um, we got married and we came back from our honeymoon and he had a job offer down here in Brentwood. Oh, okay. And, All right. So we like got married and moved immediately. So, wow. <laughs> um, and what's funny is that I just put a band together and we had been practicing for months and months getting ready. Oh, wow. And I came to practice and was like, so I have some news and they're like, okay, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm, I'm moving to a new state. Who wants to come with me? <laughs> wow. Did, wow. Did, did anybody, take, did anybody yeah. take no, you up in the no, offer? No, no, nobody came, but <laughs> totally oh. understandable. they all had lives there. Right. Like, some of them were getting married. Some of them had families already. Like, you know, they were doing their thing. So like, I, it was kind of a joke, but also like, a it'd be really great if you did kind of thing. But, um, they were like, Oh, well, like they were excited and they knew that was like my goal anyways, but it was kind of like, Oh, you know, we put all this time in and now I'm like leaving. Um, yeah, but, but you, my, but you, it sounded like you had already kind of established yourself a little bit, um, a through little, this TV yeah. show in Nashville, right. Through this, through this thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just a little bit too. Yeah. Um, you know, I was trying to get into the, cause Lexington has like a small music scene. So I was trying to get my way into that. And I did, um, I knew a lot of people, um, and I played a lot of shows. I was, you know, nominated for several awards and I won a few several years in a row down there for smaller um oh, awards that's awesome. that I did. Um so I was, you know, trying to make a name for myself, but I knew that, you know, if I really wanted to do this, I had to go, you know, to a bigger area and I had to go to Music City and you know, uh we moved here at the end of twenty seventeen and it'll be five years in December wow. um that I've been here. And I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, that's great. That's great. So tell us what it's like. So, you know, tell tell us, you know, you get to Nashville, you're doing this full time. Like, what do you do? Like, what, how do you get into this scene? <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said, uh, I used to be really shy. And uh, <laughs> the only time you'd hear me being loud and whatnot was when I was on stage. And, you know, moving to a new city is already hard enough. But moving to a totally new state where you don't know anybody I was like, all right, it's time to get out of your comfort zone because that is the only way you're going to meet people. So there's a street down here. Um, I don't know if you'd be familiar with it or not, but it's Demombrian. And it's where there's a lot of bars and it's where a lot of the rider rounds are held. Okay. Um, yes, I've so, heard of that. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So I would walk up and down 
the mom brand several days a week. I'd find out where the shows were being held, who was hosting the shows. I would go and listen to other artists, other songwriters. Um, so I could kind of get a feel of, you know, who I could possibly be working with, who I could possibly be friends with, um, who I could be competing with. I yeah, just like yeah. that, but, um, and I started to go in and I'd introduce myself to the people who were hosting the shows. And I was like, I know you don't know who the hell I am, but like, give me a chance. I promise you, like I can do this. And that's kind of how I really got into it was I think people were impressed that I was able to just be like, Hey, this is me. And like, just let me do this. Like I can do this. You know, I, I didn't really beat around the bush. I wasn't like, Oh, it'd be really nice. I was like, let me on your show. <laughs> wow, that <laughs> takes get, that for somebody like yourself. Play. Who's yeah. That you're and for somebody who's self admittedly very shy. Right. And I'm, I'm yeah. a shy guy too. It's like, I can't even imagine just being able to, to kind of have the, the guts to just go out and do that. That's yeah. You know, well, that's you, great. I mean, that's why that's, that that's the difference between you and me. You know, you, you might take yourself as shy, but you can get out there and get beyond that. And a lot of people can't do that. So now, Taylor, I, were you, were you always writing songs? Did the songwriting happen more when you got to Nashville or um, like, did you I, come to Nashville with a suitcase full of songs or like, how did you do it? I had, I probably had, I wouldn't say a suitcase, maybe like a notebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, that's what they say in all the songs, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, for me, like, I, my number one thing is I'm a vocalist. That is my mm. thing. That is what God gifted me with. Yeah. I, yes, I am meant for the stage. Like I am ready to perform and entertain a crowd. Like that's what I truly love to do. And when I was in my guitar lessons, Paul, uh, my guitar teacher was the one who told me, he was like, you know, the money is really made in songwriting. And I was like, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I guess I should start writing. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So um, I did start writing um, before I moved to Nashville. A lot, a lot of it was solo writes, um, but I did co-write with a few other people in town that um, I had played shows with or um, kind of just got to know really well. And but I really dove into it when I got to Nashville. Um, and that's a great thing about the writers rounds is that you yeah. hear people's stuff, they hear your stuff, you click. You laugh on stage. You're like, oh man, I really like that song. You're like, I like your song. Want to write? Like, kind of thing. And, that's, great. Um, that's great. That's really when I started to like truly deep dive into songwriting. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to move here, anyways, because this is like, this is where you come to if you want to yeah. write. There isn't a lot of cities like that where like songwriting mm -hmm. is so paramount. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, you know, in, in like this willing to collaborate. Cause, you know, I did a, I did a stint oh. as a singer songwriter in Boston. And I was almost like, like proprietary about my stuff. I'm like, no, like, this is my song. Like I wrote it. I don't, I don't need, like, I used to write with my brother a lot, but like, just like him and I would write. We're like, no, we're like a songwriting team. We're like yeah. Lennon and McCartney. Like there's nobody else that's going to like yeah, no, songs, no, you know, no but that, friends. you know, there's, like, there's, there's Matt and Al and then there's Lennon and, and then there's Lennon, Lennon and McCarthy. McCarthy. That's we're like, it. no, that's like that's who we are. We're like, you know, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry. We're like Page and Plant. Like, forget about this. Like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, it wasn't like we did go to a lot of open mics where there was a lot of singer song and some really great like singer songwriter open mics, like in Cambridge, Massachusetts, so many great songwriters mm -hmm. have come from. And like you go to these open mics and, and you would like talk to people about the songwriting process, but it was never like, oh, let's write a song together. We're in Nashville. It, like it's all it's totally about that. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, it's 
if you don't co-write, it's kind of like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, who, what the, who, the hell are, who the hell are you? Who are you? What, what do you mean you only write by yourself? What is yeah. this? And, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, I've actually heard people who aren't living in this area that they come here and they're like, everyone's, they love to collaborate and it's so refreshing and, like, I'm not used to that's that great. from where I'm from. And that's what I love about songwriting is that, um, you know, I do like to write on my own sometimes still. Um, I like to challenge myself and make sure I can still do it. Um, sure. But there's something about co-writing or just having multiple people in the room that you're able to just create even more with an idea and just get different ideas and opinions and different ways of doing things that you probably wouldn't even thought of on your totally, own. Totally. And you know, I had a co-write um, yesterday with three or not three, two of my really good friends that I write a lot with. And the whole time we're just laughing That's and just having a good time. And we're like, OK, we got to be serious. I'm like, write this song. But, yeah. but that's know, how the ideas probably flow, right? When you're just yeah. relaxed and that's when all the best stuff probably comes out. Absolutely. I mean, not when you're sitting down committed to writing something, it, yes. it's, you know, yeah. You have to be able to connect um, with the people you're writing with. You also have to sometimes just be vulnerable with them and uh, um, kind of, it's almost like a therapy session. Sometimes yeah, I too. bet. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you're like, I, I've had many of times where I've been in a room with some of my friends that um, I've known since I moved here. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm telling you this. I've never told anybody this or, you know, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. You know, I haven't even known them as long as I've known other people. And I'm just like, there's something about the connection that we have. The fact that, you know, we're chasing the same dream, but we have our own paths and we have, you know, we're there to help each other when we're struggling, but we're also there to cheer each other on and celebrate one another's wins. And I think the fact that um, I'm able to find people that know what I'm going through. Yeah. Um, is why I'm able to open up like that. Yeah. Is yeah. that does so does songwriting actually kind of help you talk about the things that that you would normally talk about in front of other people? And, and in a sense, as like a as a music fan, you know, when you hear when you hear a, a lyric, you're you're always wondering, you know, is this is this about the artist? Is this is about somebody that they know, or is this about somebody that they just made up? And you know, so it's almost like an a, a, an interesting mystery, you know, from a songwriting standpoint. You can almost you know be your true self, but the right. listener doesn't necessarily know it's you. Yeah, absolutely. I would say so. Um, what's fun about songwriting is that it can be a personal thing. It can be about someone that you know, um, or it could be just this made-up thing, uh, you know, yeah, like yeah. your alter ego or whatnot. But for me, um, I joke around about this. Don't tell him I said this. I always say that my husband is the woman in the Oh God! <laughs> he, wants, he wants to, you know, oh, be open and communicate, and like he wants to know if something's wrong, which is yeah. fantastic. And yeah. for for me, I'm like, I don't do emotions. I don't talk about my problems. I like to bottle up everything. You write songs. You write I, the songs exactly. and get it out. Yeah. Yes, that is how I get everything out. Is just through my music, whether it's sadness, anger, happy, um, things that. I haven't actually gone through, but I'm like, what if in like a different life? I, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or, I mean that that makes a lot of sense, Taylor, because I think yeah. you're right. Like, if you're gonna co-write with somebody, like they kind of have to know where you're coming from, right? It's right. like, Absolutely. especially if you want them to, you know, tweak it, you know, add to it. Like they have to know, like what, like how did you come up with this, like lyric or yeah. Something? 
Like they really need to know like what are the what's the deep thoughts here. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I can imagine it gets real it gets real deep. Like that escalated quickly. Right. Yeah. There, <laughs> there have been many rights that I've had with people I'm close with that they just like they just went through a really bad breakup. You know, we're like yeah. let's write about it. And then we just it just gets super deep. Yeah. And yeah. it's and by the end of it, they're like, Wow, I really needed that. Yeah. Even if like they never sing the song out or they never cut it, you know, it just they just needed it. Yeah. And um, you know, I think that's what's really nice about songwriting, what's really beautiful about it. And I know if my husband watches this, he's gonna be like, Don't you call me a woman? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, bring yeah. him, you know, bring him over, have him we'll put him place on guitar. He can talk about what, his feelings. I'll tell you what though, like, right? <laughs> like I can I I'll tell you what, like I can kind of empath empathize with that. I think most guys can too, because like they want to know where they're stand where they stand, mm -hmm. especially with like their significant other, like like oh, they yeah. don't want it to be a mystery, and women have a way of like making it a mystery, right? Like, oh, oh, I, you know what I mean. In my mind, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like she's mad about something. I don't know what it is. I, I can guess. It yeah, it's like is is like you know, our flowers gonna fix it? I don't know. I'll I'll try. <laughs> my thing is that like, <laughs> well, for what's nice about me and him is that like. He's literally like my best friend. We were friends before we started dating. Um, oh, nice. And he, we kind of like know each other's thoughts. And usually like if I'm in a bad mood, I'm probably just hungry. Yeah, yeah. It's something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he knows the weight of my heart or if something's wrong, he's like, snack he's like i'm gonna go get you i'm gonna go get you a pizza or Have hopefully it's today like and i'm like no i'm just really hungry like hopefully he gets you some of that nashville hot chicken which is amazing uh, amazing listen, oh the hangry God. thing is a real thing Hang it, being it, hangry it is, is real is, oh yeah i'm i'm super easy to please like i just need some food like i'm good to go my wife and kids are all like that and so i know when everyone they're all three of them are in bad moods i'm like okay guys sit, time to eat let's time to eat yeah it has a snack Yep, oh, that's yep. funny. So, so Taylor, like, how are you writing constantly? Do you like write every day? Do you, I know like in Nashville, it's a big deal. It's like, I'm going to get together with these people and write, which to me, as somebody who used to write songs, like seems so odd to me like that. Like, how do you like sit down with somebody and like get a song out? Like to me, it was like, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and write down lyrics or like get to the oh, guitar. Do you you yeah. do that. You do that still. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, there, I go through like phases um, when I'm like on the road a lot or I've got a super busy month of shows. I'm probably not writing very much. Okay. Yep. Um, and which is so bad. And I hate that I do that, but I just get so like overwhelmed with trying to prepare for shows and being on the road that like makes sense. The only little bit of time I do have, I'm like, well, maybe I could sleep. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. 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 Chill out. Something yeah. else or just spend time with my husband. And, um, but like, this month, um, it's a little bit of a slower month, um, just because of the way I kind of planned it out. And yeah. um, you know, this week I've had two co-writes already this nice. week, and um, I'll probably do some more writing um, here this weekend, just on my own. So it really, it really just depends on what I've got planned. Um, okay. But I do. I'll be when I can't sleep at night because I have like super bad insomnia. It's probably because I'm thinking of songwriting ideas. Songwriters like, always do. I yeah. mean. I you know, that's why, like, I, I was really into songwriting before the iPhone came out. And um, 
I would carry around a pad and paper with me in my yep. pocket if case some inspiration struck oh, me. Oh, absolutely. And that thing would get full by like the end of the week. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, some, and some weeks it wouldn't. Some weeks it'd be like three things in it, right? So yeah, you're like, there's um, no inspiration. Yeah, right there's not. I got, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, but we're like, that's great. That's great to hear. Now, I got to ask you as well. Um, you know, you said you mentioned you really love performing. Did you ever do like the Broadway and Nashville s- circuit? Did you ever get into that grinding out a four hour, you know, um, and doing cover I, requests or did you just never get into that? And if you never uh, did, I'm really impressed. <laughs> um, at, well, I did not actually okay. I tried okay. to stay away from Broadway. I don't really perform down there. It's very rare. I'll do like private events down yeah. there. Yeah. Um, occasionally I'll do like a duo show with a girlfriend of mine down there, like at, um, Jimmy Buffett's hotel and stuff during SEC week, um, 10 roof on, um, on Broadway is like a big, like UK hub. So like I'll perform with a band that I play with occasionally. Oh, okay. That's cool. Cause they just, all the UK fans go there. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if it's like a special event, then yes. Or if there's like a private event, like a private party that they're wanting music, then I'll do that. But I don't um, do the circuit just because, which props to the people that do exhausting. that. But it's very exhausting. <laughs> um, they, you know, they don't pay the artists really anything. Um, they don't let them take bathroom breaks. Like it's crazy. It's, let, it's let, me, let, let me tell you something is somebody that plays a lot of cover band gigs. I can't believe like they, they, they are the hardest working cover band yes. I've ever seen in my life. Oh my it's gosh. It's insane. And yeah. like so much respect to them. Cause I, I have a few friends that do it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how you do that, but props to you. And yeah. Like, be, yeah. Cause I, I came across a, an artist on there named Jillian Eliza. You ever hear? That sounds Maybe? really familiar. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she does the circuit. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we get we got to get her on the pod, Dave. She she does a circuit, and it seems like she does a lot of her own writing and goes to these writers' rounds and tries to get her own music out there. Well, and I'm like, how do you like even think of that? Because I saw her Instagram. She posted an Instagram the other day, and it was it was two four hour shows a, yeah. a, a day from Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, and I was like, how is her voice even hold up? Well, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, we were talking about vocal health earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's so bad for your vocal cords. And like, totally. I'm like, how are you all not like just dead? Like, how are you able to talk? <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, that's why a lot of people end up losing their voices or they have to have like um, surgery. Surgery, and, yeah, totally. You know, and the allergies down here are already bad enough. Like, yeah, yeah. putting that kind of pressure on your vocal cords and that's the thing is that i don't think some people understand is that a vocal cord is like they're muscles oh, it's yeah. like going to the gym you wouldn't go to the gym every day of the week for four hours because the body needs to rest it needs to recover needs to and recover. i think sometimes people think we're just jukeboxes and that that we're not actual people it's it's so um, true, Taylor. It's so yeah. funny. Like, you know, not now I'm getting older and I've had some issues with my voice. And so I see like an ENT doctor and she says <laughs> that same thing to me because I said to her, I'm like, you know, I play with my band. It was almost three hours. And, you know, my voice was kind of sore the next day. Is that OK? She goes, if you ran for three hours, your legs would be sore as heck. That's she's right. Like, yes. she's like, yeah. yeah, of course. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but it didn't used to happen to me. She's like, well, you're not, you know, 20 years old anymore. You're not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> and you hate to hear hey, it, but it's great. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you were doing that, 
at any yeah. vocal cords, working out, anything like that, your body's going to be like, what it's are true. you doing to me? Yeah, it's true. So I don't, you know? I mean, these people are crazy. So, so that's interesting. So you've kind of stayed above that, not above that. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. You stayed no, out. Cause I, I really so have a lot of, I have them. a lot of respect for those people. I really, oh, yeah. um, but you kind of, you, you kind of stayed out of that which is mm -hmm. impressive that you're able to go out. Cause I feel like when I was down there, I was on there last year around this time, actually. Um, you know, I, I thought I was like, okay, like this might be like one of the, this is the main way to play the game. And I didn't understand like, no, there's the other ways to play the game down there. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing that, um, there are a lot of people I've met in the industry that have had super successful careers. And they're like, everyone thinks that you get signed by playing on Broadway, but that's not how it is. It's not how it works. <laughs> you know, maybe like way back in the day when like the internet stuff wasn't a thing. Yeah. But like nowadays, like that's it's not really like how you get. It's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's not. Yeah. I think that's why I let, like I said, I, you know, I, I followed a few of these people that I, I was really impressed with when I was down there. I noticed yeah. like they are doing the writer's rounds. They are doing, they're mm -hmm. working it in other ways. It's not just about what's going on on Broadway. For Yeah. Them. I think, yeah. you know, for me and I know uh, just from stories that I've been told, like you almost get burnt out from doing that. Oh yeah. It, it, like, it, may, it takes the yeah. fun out of it yeah. because you're just, they want you to know a certain songs you can only play certain songs. Like, there's like, you know, and it's just over and over and over and you walk to every bar and you're like, oh, I just heard that song and they're playing at this bar and this bar and this bar. And it's like you're just hearing the same concert. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to tell like, I got to tell you, like, they, they are incredibly impressive. Like, I, like, mm -hmm. I don't want to take anything away from these musicians. Um, but it, like at first I was like so impressed that they could just get all these requests. And then like by like my third night there, I was like, oh, I get it. It's like probably 200 songs that people request yeah. which is still yeah. incredibly impressive but, but it's not like yeah. but it's not like you know like there's like this like thousand song catalog they have to right. know yeah. you know i'm like oh i get it i, I see what's going on here yeah um, well that's why i yeah. like to stop at the bars when i hear something i'm like that's unusual yeah i don't i haven't heard that one yeah i don't yeah. know how they're getting away with playing that but i want to go in there. <laughs> yeah 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 because yeah. yeah, yeah. and, and like even living here like I'm I'm one of those people that like I could go to Broadway and I could throw down and I could have a good old time. I, I'm sure but, you like, could. <laughs> I'm also married and like my husband doesn't like to do those kinds of things anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. Too, but like now our thing is, you know, let's go to our local bar in Franklin where it's we know the bartenders and it's really nice and yeah, we yeah, can yeah. relax. You like, can move in the bar. Yeah, you can. You don't, <laughs> paying twenty dollars for a really crappy drink and yes, like you yes. can breathe and you know so it's just kind of like I don't even really go to Broadway unless we have people come in from out of town and, and even want to see it. Yeah, yeah. and they want to experience it. And that's totally fine. Like everyone should go there and experience it. Yeah. You know? and, I record I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean that's um, where I had my bachelorette party. Of we course, there, of, course and, of course, right? Because that's that's <laughs> what they yeah, that's, that's the scene. one my one goal was to go to Coyote Ugly and dance on the bar, and that's what I did. Good for that's you. That's <laughs> awesome. Good for yeah, you. I was right. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Um, so Taylor, what? Tell us, uh, what's up? Uh, what's been? What's your touring schedule been like lately? You know, coming out of COVID and you know, obviously getting really yeah. busy with things. What's been up? 
Yeah. Um, so I'm almost on the road every weekend. I'm just kind of hitting the Tennessee, um, Kentucky circuit, a little bit of Indiana. Um, I was down in Florida at the beginning of this year. Um, and we've got some things in the works for next year down in Florida, um, down in Texas. Oh, cool. Um, which I'm super excited about. Um, I'd love to go to Texas. I was, I've, constantly told Taylor, you need to live in Texas. You are a Texas artist. They would love you. So I'm like, I need to go to Texas. <laughs> you gotta go to Texas. Yeah, uh, Texas, Texas is great. Cool. I, I, we talked to a lot of people. I've only been to Texas once, but we talked to a lot I've of people about been. we talked to a lot of people about Texas. We had um a guy that makes pedals that is located in Houston on the show. Mm-hmm. He was telling us what a great music scene it is there. I think we all know how amazing Austin is oh, as yeah. a music scene. Um you know I've heard like Dallas is actually pretty good too as a music yeah. scene. So, like it's actually really interesting that that Texas has this going on with music. Um, yeah, you could tour yeah. the entire state and never have to leave and just make a living. Oh, off. I bet. I bet it's you crazy. Could. Yeah, I bet you could. Um, we had we had plans to be up north actually um, this month, but some things got uh, in the way, so we had to push that to next year. But we're um, me and my girlfriend Crystal King are trying to do like a mini tour up in oh, like awesome. in Connecticut, oh, kind of. Oh, oh wow. That. Area. I thought you I thought you were gonna say the north was like Virginia. Oh no 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 <laughs> no like up in like Maine and like stuff like that, Connecticut. I've got Yeah, you're in, that's our neck of the woods. That's our sure. neck of we're right uh, in Boston. We're right outside yeah, of Boston. So you'll yeah. have to uh, let us know. I've heard Boston's great and I've got some friends up there too. They're like, What are oh, you doing? So I've never been. Um so we're trying to hit that as well. Um I don't have any we don't have any like set dates yet but we had decided to push it um to next year so hopefully we'll be doing that oh great um but a lot of my stuff has just been in like the south this year and we're trying to just expand even more um in some of the southern states and that east coast um but yeah like i'm i'm really you know i'm typically not home you know i yeah yeah you're out those are out of town and a lot of that has to do with like Nashville is a great place for writing, but yes. if you want to make music, make money playing music, that ain't gonna happen here. Yes, yeah. I, we've we've had other people tell us that we we had yeah. a, um an awesome guitar teacher, YouTuber, like pro guitarist Corey Congilia. I don't know if you ever come across him. He's incredible. He's located in Nashville. He said the same exact thing to us. Yep. Yep. Same exact uh, thing to us. Yep. And that, I hate that, and uh, just because like. And, you know, not people come to Nashville for the music. Do you would think that businesses would treat the artists better? Yes. And pay them more. Like, that's why you have tourists here. That's why you have. Yeah. So, and that's the big thing about Broadway. Like, all these people are not locals. They're tourists. And they're here for the music. The alcohol is just a plus. It's a really so, good point. And I, I feel so bad that like these bands are hustling so hard for tips and I would, yeah. I would give them every last dollar in my pocket. Exactly. You That's know? How I am. And I was but, Venmoing people. I looked at my like Venmo after Nashville. I was like, Oh my God. But I was like, like, you know, oh, what? No. like, <laughs> like this is how, yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I felt good about it. Cause it's like, this is, you know, and I, I talked, I pulled some of them aside. I'm like, look, what is the bar paying you guys? What's going on? And they're like, basically no. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You That's know? insane so. to me because such a, what a great, you know, national is known as such a great music town. And yet the, the actual, you know, the, where you would want to go see a band isn't really treating these artists very well. That's just yeah. a shame. Yeah. To yeah. Hear. I yeah. think last time I heard, um, they were paying like the, you know, musicians and artists like 50 bucks each. And then you wow. had to like split, you know, tips and stuff. 
And like, this is a really expensive area to live in. Yeah, it is. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how do you all do that? I would, I just, I can't justify it. Yeah, it's tough. It's and, tough. Uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to find venues here that are super supportive. And so like when I do play in town, um, they pay, you know, decent well and it's so it's so great and i've you know made an actual relationship with them so i'm super blessed to have those venues um you know in my scheduling and but a lot of times you know when i'm playing a show and i i'm on the road i'm traveling and um but you know like i said i love being on the road i love meeting new people i love experiencing new places and eating new food and like you know yes Um, the road is all about can you yeah. so so tell us about like how you do this like let, let's get into that a little bit so like how do you set up a tour do you work with a booking agent do you do it all yourself do you and then tell me a little bit about tour tour logistics like are you do you have a band like I can imagine that gets super expensive so tell us like yeah. tell us the story here so um since COVID like getting back into it um it's definitely a little bit different a lot of my stuff is um acoustic. Okay. Or it's like a duo show. So like yep. me and another artist or me and a guitarist. Um, right. But I do all my booking. I do not work with a booking agency. Okay. Uh, me and my dad do a lot of it. My okay. Dad, your dad helped. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm super, super blessed because my dad, uh, he's an entrepreneur. So he's done everything in the books. Awesome. He's had his own businesses. So like he really understands the business side of things. So um, for all my stuff that's like here in Tennessee, <coughs> Sorry. Um, I book. Um, and then a lot of the stuff. <coughs> I'm so sorry, I have a problem. No, no problem, no problem. <laughs> Vocal the, health. Uh, take a break. Yeah, take a, take right. a break. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the other like bigger events like festivals. Um, I'm getting ready to play a festival um October 1st in Frankfurt for the Bourbon All the Banks. Like my dad um booked that. Oh, great. Okay. Um, so like bigger shows my dad deals with and he deals with the money side of things. Well, your dad uh, is on it. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's <laughs> you know, I gotta tell I gotta tell this bourbon on the banks thing I heard about on on the Bourbon Road podcast yeah. where I first heard about you. I really want to like check this thing out. This sounds this thing sounds amazing. It's gonna be a blast. Come down. We're gonna have Dave, how long does it take yeah. to drive down there? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably like two days. All right, that's fine. I'll but anyway, sleep, sorry, I'll I took I, I'll I took off the rails drive. on that. Go ahead. No, no, go go back. Let's get back to the actual question here. <laughs> but, of bourbon, uh, although we could get on to bourbon all night. Uh, we'll get we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get yeah there. you got to ask her about the bourbons. <laughs> yes, um, but like for just stuff like that, and then sometimes I'll have people reach out to me about wanting uh, to book me, and um, if it's not like a smaller gig, I'll direct them to my dad. Yeah, and you know, I'm like, hey, why don't you talk to my booking agent? he'll get everything squared away just nice. because as an artist, it's, it always feels so weird to ask first money. I know it's, it's just one of those things and it could just be me. I don't, and I know like I have some friends that are like that too. They're, they feel uncomfortable asking for what we deserve. You shouldn't be and, uncomfortable and for I, a second, but if you got your dad, you know, that you yeah. can say, talk to my agent on this, then yeah. that's, that's and, obviously even better. So yeah. And he's very yeah. like, he, he will go to bat for me. That's and great. He's also done some stuff for a few of my friends as well. Oh, great. And oh, great. So he's more than happy to help. And he knows like, I'm going to give my artists what they deserve. You're not going to ask them to play for four, three, four hours and pay them 150 bucks. Like he's like, I'm, we're not playing that game. These yeah, are that's quality ridiculous. artists. Yeah. 
this isn't Joe off the corner. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm not pulling this people off the subway here. What are we yeah. doing? Yeah. And so my dad helps me with that. Um, I am looking for a booking agent, actually, mm -hmm. um, just because it's, it's, we're it's a lot of work. It's, it is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. and, and we're trying to get into new markets that we don't um, necessarily have connections to yet. Yeah. So you want to get on like other bills and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, it's important. You know, get into new states and stuff like that. Um, so him and I have been talking about it. We've talked to some different management and booking companies and trying to figure out, you know, what. How much they how much they're gonna take? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? Which ones are money grabs, and which ones actually believe in what I'm doing, yeah, and they know totally. who I am, and like they actually truly want to work with me. Um, so and like you got to watch out for that kind of stuff down here. Um, you oh, know, I can, oh, I can imagine there's vultures out there that are yeah. trying to take advantage of people that are yeah. kind of up and coming, and they're like, well. These people, like, you know, there is no plan B, so, you know, they're going to pay me. And it's like, that's right. It's so sleazy. You know? Yes. And like, and that's what's helpful with my dad is like with contracts and stuff. I'm like, can you help me look over this? And I also have some family in the entertainment business as well. They're not oh, wow. in the music side of it, um, but they're in like the TV stuff. So like, sometimes I'll reach out to them and I'm like, hey, I know this isn't exactly the same thing, but like, what do you think about this and the contract and stuff like that? Um, you know, I definitely have um, a good support system, but my That's parents great. really helped me with a lot of that stuff. That's awesome. That's really great. And so, so, so basically what it sounds like is that like economically these tours are working for you. Like you, you don't go on a tour unless you're going to like make a little money on the deal. Right. Like right, you, yeah. you're not going to go on a losing a money losing tour. It sounds like to me. Yes. And it's, it's a, well, it's a fine line because yeah. you, you know you want to get out and play in front of as many people as you can, and you want to build yeah. that following. And yes, like that's so so important for an independent artist. But you also have to be smart about it. Like we have bills to pay. Yeah. You have to put food on the table. And for me, like I'm not like by myself. Like I'm married, so like I'm not only. Yeah. Yet, artist i'm a wife and yeah it is very important to me to i don't have to be the breadwinner i'd like to think that i'm going to be one day <laughs> oh you will be you'll get it you know? but like it's so important to me to contribute to our life um so you know we are never gonna book something where we're like oh well you know you might come home in the negative no we're not good doing for that you. Like, good we're for you smart, we're gonna be smart about it we're oh, gonna that's make awesome. sure that no, we that's have exactly how you should do things. it. Yeah, you know, and we're going to make sure that we have things lined up. We're going to make sure that we have, you know, all the equipment we need. Because um, a lot of times I'm bringing my own equipment on the road, too. And you have to pay for that and make sure that stays up to date and is working and all that jazz. So we never um, put me in a situation where it's like, well, it's the experience. Because it's really, <laughs> I hate to say that because, like, I love what I do. I would never want to do anything else. But like at the end of the day, you still have, this is a job. It still has to totally. make money. That's right. Oh exposure. no, it's a, it's a, it's exposure, but it's a business too. And you have yeah. to, you have to respect that. And I think the, I think most music fans understand that, you know, I don't think, you know, the average music fan thinks that most artists are like completely independently wealthy and they can just go out and do whatever they want, you know, unless they're yeah. like the big names, but um, no, I, you have to be smart about yourself. Cause that's, you are, you are, you're, you, you are your own business. Absolutely. It, yeah. it is definitely a business. And that was a big thing for me when I first started. Um, my dad, you know, he's 100% supportive, but he's like, this isn't a game. 
Like, yeah, I know you want to go out there and have fun. And that's truly what's important is you enjoying what you do, what you love. But this is also a business. You have to take it seriously. Totally. You, you have to do the nine to five, whatever hours you want to work. For me, it's like 24 seven. But <laughs> Well, yeah, but that's what <laughs> it is. It, it is a business. Because I don't know how yeah. to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a business, right? Like that's, yeah. that's you know, an exposure and experience is like, it doesn't, that, that, that doesn't like put food on the table. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, that's, that's one of those things that really gets me. And I know it gets a lot of people. It does. In the it does. Industry, yeah. Is that like when people are like, oh, well, you know, I'll pay you this or I won't pay you, but like it's good exposure. And you're like, I wouldn't ask a restaurant to come cater my event because it's and good not exposure. pay them. And be like, yeah, it's that's good right. exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not. I can go get good. Yeah, no, that's that. Like, it's really great. It's really great to hear that you're kind of holding that that line. Because yeah. I think if everybody holds that line, then then everybody rises, right? Yeah. And the problem is you got people that you know yeah, don't, that quite, don't kind of hold that line. It's like oh, yeah, so yeah, and that's I, awesome. I to think hear. that a lot of the times the people that don't hold that line are ones who aren't actually really trying to do this. Yeah, I think I think that's right. They're just like doing it on a lark, and it's yeah. not as serious. It's or, just a hobby, and yeah. Like, like that's yeah. great if you want to play music for fun like that's really cool but like remember that there are people like me and you know all my friends that do this that like this is our livelihood this yeah. is our dream and, and like we can't just you know let people walk all over us no that's and, right i i and love yeah. that too you know till i've played in cover bands for a while and i've always done it as a hobby i've always had a full-time job but at the same time it's like you know i've always held that same line it's like well wait a minute like if it it, you know, it, you know, because it's like if I think I'm putting out a good product, then you should pay me what you would pay a professional. Exactly. You know yeah. I mean, like, just because yeah. you know, I have like I happen to have a job. Then not all of them do know that. You know, you want you don't yeah. want to let on. You know, but it's like you know, like you, you know, we're putting out a product that's like a we think is a professional product, and you think it is too. So you should pay us that. So right. You know, and I get I've I get really that. pissed. You know, because I've been in bands where it's like, we got paid what for that? Like, I'm not, I'm like, and I've left bands. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not doing that with you guys. Absolutely, like, yeah. You, you know. You've heard, I've heard artists, I've heard artists say it like this. Like, when they're up on stage, they're having fun. Once they're off stage, it's back to business, right? So you're, you're enjoying yourself and you're, you're loving everything that you do all the time. But from a business standpoint, you know, like once you're, once you're done performing, you're worrying about, the next performance and where you're going to go with that and, and putting food on the table and making money and, yeah. and growing your business. Right. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's so much more to what we do than just getting on stage. Yeah. That's the, I always used to say that's the easy part, right, Taylor? That is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the easy, that's the fun part. That's yeah. the part. And for an independent artist like me, like we wear a lot of hats. We're our own booking agents. We're our own stylists. We're our own songwriters, performers, musicians, uh, sound people, sound people. <laughs> yeah. Like we have to know how to do so many things. So like, that's why it's really nice to have like supportive people that are very knowledgeable, um, or just support you in your corner. And, you know, that's just, just something that I've always found important is to yeah. surround yourself with people who believe in you and people who are better than you because then it pushes you to be better and to strive for that. Um, so I just, it's, it's an interesting industry, but it's like, I love it. That's great. That's um, great. You know, 
So well, your so, your last your uh, I got to tell you your your uh, your singles that are out are are incredible. I love praying. Thank you. Praying, praying to the whiskey and high on something are great. When can we expect? And so to to our listeners out there, go go look up Taylor Hughes on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you stream. Yes. Download some music, listen to her. She's she's really great, unbelievable, and some great songs. Uh, but I'll tell you what, though, like you know, praying to the whiskey. Like the, you have a lyric there, like on S- Sunday morning, I'm praying to the whiskey. Usually, I'm praying to something, but it's not whiskey, and it's not <laughs> God, and it has to do. It's like porcelain, usually. <laughs> So um, I was like, good for her. She really is. That's because like a, a true you're Southern girl, the, you know. You're not drinking the good whiskey. Is I guess not. not. I, Jeez. No, Daddy didn't raise no fool, okay? Like, geez, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you did. Like, I'm listening to these lyrics. I'm like, she did a lot of drinking. Mean, she's praying to the whiskey on Sunday. Like, wow. <laughs> impressive. Well, that's what's so funny is that, like, I've kind of, like, coined myself as, like, the bourbon girl. And it really wasn't on purpose. It was just, this is actually a song that I wrote with my dad. Oh, and, really? Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah. uh, it was a song that I wrote, like, as, like it's probably the first song I wrote after I'd moved here. So yeah. everyone kind of knew me for it. And uh, when I released it, I was a little like, I don't know how this is going to go over. And people have loved it. And it's done so well. Oh, and it's, it's a great song. It, it's opened a lot of doors for me. And oh, that's awesome. That's so great. It, I cannot complain, and it, it's, it's a, a great song for sure. Tell us about. Tell when us about. We, oh, go ahead. Tell us about the process of the the songs. All the songs you have up on 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 Apple Music because I have Apple Music, so I just listen to all your songs on there. Very well produced. Very like everything about them is really well done. Like talk it. about like that recording process. Like sonically, they sound good. You can tell the musicians you got playing on them are top top notch. So like, tell us about like, what was that process? Like how, as an independent artist, how do you make that happen? Yeah. Um, so I don't even <laughs> really know how we just like <laughs> fell into this. Um, I moved here and, um, I knew I wanted to record some music, obviously. Um, I'd never released anything. Um, I was actually in the studio before I moved to Nashville recording. Um, I was doing like an EP And we had, you know, laid down a bunch of stuff. All it really needed was to be mixed. Um, And then I moved. And we kind of put that project to the side because I'd started writing a lot more. And I was like, you know what? I think I like what I'm doing now a little bit better. So I don't know if I'm wanting to release those. Um, But I'm trying to figure out how I even... I can't even remember how I met my producer. Somehow our paths crossed. Um, Okay, so, so you did work with a producer. Yes, I okay. did. Okay, all right, awesome. Yeah, okay. Um, it was Jason Wyatt Productions. It, okay. Um, so that's who I did my three songs with. But we well met. And yeah. He, he did a great job. He's so he used to play for I think it was the Lost Trailers. Okay, I don't think I know, um, him, but that's okay. I probably it was just should. a smaller, a smaller <laughs> band. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not positive that's who it was. Okay. Um, but we somehow our paths crossed. I remember what it was. Okay. I was playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're getting there. We're making progress. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I had, um, I had won tickets to a Kenny Chesney concert oh, in, from nice. a radio station. And the guy that gave them to me, he was the radio host. He met me and we talked and he didn't realize I was a musician until we got into like talking about it. And he was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. Like, let me introduce you or like get you connected with, 
this producer. Well, the producer, um, I believe his name was Matt Rovey. He worked with um, like Lady Annabellum and stuff like that. Well, Matt Love and I had, um, had been talking, but like his schedule and mine just weren't going to match up um, at the time. So he was like, let me, um, let me get you in touch with Jason, which is how I met Jason. And um, Jason has so many ideas and he's just like crazy talented. And um, I started working with him in the studio and also did a little bit of like artist development, just a little bit, not a whole lot. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I was already kind of established in what I was doing anyways. Um, I see. Okay. But um, I had never produced anything. Um, I was still very new to the whole idea of recording anyways. So like I had written these songs and like all I had in my head was what I had done. Like I, I didn't have any idea. Of, like, <laughs> like these are, you wrote these I on, you wrote to, these on acoustic guitar. Yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, going into the studio was very much a learning process for me. And, mm -hmm. um, but he, you know, was super helpful with, um, guiding me and helping me to figure out like, you know, do you want this on it? Do you want this instrument? What do we want to take out of it? And he had top notch, um, players, which was great. Cause obviously I didn't know anybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I had no. just moved here and, um, I didn't know anybody, but I, my drummer, I think, um, been so long since i recorded these it was like five years ago it's been a while um my drummer was someone who did tracks for lady antebellum and oh, like wow. i had guitarists that were like top notch now, i gotta ask you because this is the session. guitar that this is the guitar dad's podcast were you there when he laid down those guitar tracks because there's some really great playing on that track I mean, well um actually it's funny that you say that for a high on something and um good taste yeah. I was there for it. Okay, awesome. I was there for some of it and then some of it I wasn't. Range okay. of the Whiskey, they had laid down some stuff in it. I was like, I don't like this. This isn't right. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Right. And that was the song that took the longest to do because, because I was like, this has to be right. Like, this is the song I'm known for in mm -hmm. where I live. You know, like, it's got to be right. It's got to be rocking. Like, it's got to drive. I want it to be dirty and have that southern okay. rock. Oh, wow, know. that's awesome! Oh, so yeah. you really shaped yeah. so, like, how I that guitar part did that. So it, I went for like three or four guitarists. I was like, "You're not wow. getting, you're not." So getting what was it? Money. What were they initially laying down then wow. that you didn't like? It, it just, it's just, it wasn't that it wasn't good. It just wasn't my style. It just was yeah. more like it was too like. Ding, 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 ding. Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like a southern rock thing. Like, I was, yeah, yeah I face, see. You know, right. it was like a little, it was a little too like, like Taylor Swift is what you're saying, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not quite Taylor Swift, but it, it was definitely too like, like, this is a dark song. Like, it needs to have a dark, yes, so, okay. And like, everything was just too like happy. I was like, this is not, yeah, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about praying to whiskey here like there's clearly something wrong with me it needs yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 used to be dirty and drive and um he finally had a guy that was like well let's let's try this guy and um i feel so bad i can't think of his name right now as soon as we get off this i'll think of his name okay yeah but tell us his lived, name at some point because he's great he lived um he lived down the street from us and we went to his house and like I didn't even really have to say that much. I was like, I just want it to be rocking and dirty and gritty. And he played this lick and I was like, yes, okay. this is it. Awesome. So like that killer guitar, like, so yeah, at the beginning where that would, yeah. 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 That one, wow. I wasn't okay. there and it wasn't there for a while until I, that he brought me this guitarist and I was like, 
yes, the, this right. is what I want. Now so. you got to tell us, Taylor, like what you, you and you have to answer all these questions or it's just not going to be a good oh, podcast. <laughs> like what, what guitar was using? What, you know, what put her pedal? On the spot. What were the settings on the oh, amp? God. Oh man. Um, what was I the, vo what, what scales was he using? I I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. He's just stuff. kidding. <laughs> I, what's, what's I just have to say, no, I think it's I, really, I think. I was just so excited that he was understanding what I was saying that I was just kind of like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like lay it out. Let's do this. Like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't focusing on I'm pretty. I think he was playing a, a telly. I could be wrong though. I can't remember. Okay. Where. All right. That's it great. sounds like a that's great info. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but that's, I, that, that's a, that mean that that's like a great kind of studio guy that you know you were able to explain this to him and he was able to translate into yeah. what you hear on that track which is which is awesome so so everybody go and listen to this track and all of taylor's tracks because it's really it's some good it, like as guitar people like i i can i i connect with all all those songs because you can tell like there's some serious guitar playing going on there mm -hmm. I, I love it yeah. and like because you can tell you care about that right yeah so I, that's, I, yeah i wish i could play like these people yeah yeah we all do trust me my, my <laughs> yeah. is singing like you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're not gonna find me playing guitar on any of my music like yeah, yeah, in yeah. The studio but like i know what i want it to sound like you know yeah, and yeah, yeah. that was definitely a whole learning process for me it was trying to like oh okay well i want the drums to do this and i want this to have a full sound but this i kind of want stripped back and uh, how so. much how much does your producer let you you know because sometimes you hear interviews with certain artists and they you know they they get into the studio and they're very much driven by what and what their producer is kind of pushing them to do and they don't necessarily you know get to have their own you know voice on it so to speak um and so it sounds like you guys had a great like real working relationship where you could just say you know what this isn't right for me and i i don't want to yeah. put this out there it's got my name on yeah, I think at first it was definitely because I was still kind of like, oh, these are the pros. They know what they're talking about. So like when we were doing the other songs, like I still was like a part of it, obviously. Uh, but um, those were definitely more driven by my producer versus me. Um, but when we got to praying to the whiskey, I was like, you know what? this like i'm gonna have more say in this yeah good for you and, um and like i love i'm super proud of all three of the singles that i've released um i think they're good like first impression of who i was but i have grown um, sure then um over these five years of being here my sound has definitely gotten a little even more grittier and definitely um i've really started to hone in on the whole southern rock um nice. Kind of nice. thing and I'm actually going to be working with um, a new team this time going into the oh, studio. Great. Um, oh, that's great. Because I found that a lot of the times, and this is no knock to them, but I'm, I'm not a pop artist. Like I'm not a pop country artist and I don't want anyone trying to make me into one. Nice. That's what makes me unique. That's what my fans love. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've played a show and people have come up to me afterwards saying, I heard you were country and I thought I was going to hate it. And I love you because you're not, you're not what's on the radio. You're, yep, you're, yep. you know, you're soulful. I've got a lot of, my oh, you're very, so your voice is that. No, that's Taylor, what, this is, that, that's this definitely is comes across in your music. Yeah. The, well, the, my the husband tells me at. all the time that he's like, you're not a country artist. You're a blues artist. Yes. You know, and <laughs> absolutely. I've got a, I yeah, totally agree with that. You come to like one of my live shows. It's such a different experience. Like than what you all are hearing from the, 
songs that I have released. But like okay. I said, I'm very proud of them. I'm super excited um, to have people loving them. But like with these next projects that I'm going to be working on, I'm, I'm so excited. Okay. I feel like it's really going to be more of that southern rock gritty sassy dark taylor that everyone oh has yeah that's what we love on, on uh, this yeah, show that's, Matt that's, and i are huge fans yeah. of that kind of music yeah that sounds great now would you ever consider doing a full-on blues album down the road i would not be opposed yeah oh. see you got the you definitely have the you voice for that it. i think i think you totally could do it yeah you, you yeah, can like, you I, hook up not, with not that we not that we have any business giving you any kind of recommendations hook up like, with hey, Joe, just because just because we really just because we really love blues like i love We're just blues fan, yeah. right? like as an example like i love like we love um you know tedeschi trucks we love uh, like Su- you know, susan tedeschi is a local Shaw taylor a, a local girl to us too she she grew up in this in this boston area susan tedeschi so like we love her um and we really like I love the work that Joe Bonamassa does with Beth Hart. Mm-hmm. Like that stuff was awesome. Yeah. So, like, we we, lo- we love that kind of thing. That may not be you, but we love oh, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. no. My husband and I have very different um, musical taste, but we love Tedeschi trucks. Okay. Anytime they're here at the Ryman, we go. And mm-hmm. he always tells me that my voice reminds him of Susan um, when I get into like that the other like the greater oh, yeah i i totally hear that yes. True. she's she's phenomenal like oh i God. love she really is and they're doing like a little body. yeah they so you've been to see you've seen them a number of times then yeah yeah do you I know love. do you know about her background like her uh, family at all taylor it's hilarious like if you go around here especially south of boston there's all these stores that are like kind of like 7-eleven type stores called tedeschi's uh-huh. And it's right. actually her family that owns the, oh, those chain of stores. That. That's so yeah, funny. yeah. Because I, I remember when she first came out, like people were like, "Do you know Susan Tedeschi?" And I was like, "I know t- like Tedeschi stores," and they're like, "As a matter of fact, it is her family." That is her. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah." So no, yeah, my, my husband introduced me to them. He is very big into like jam bands. Like he's Grateful Dead. He oh, he loves that stuff. Widespread yeah. panic, and yep. like I'm like. I don't know about all that. <laughs> yeah, we 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 appreciate it, but like we're we're the same. We're like Arr. there was a time like because we we were in college in the late nineties, early two thousands. So like you 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 were um you were obligated to be a Dave Matthews fan, and Dave and I got like really into <laughs> Dave Matthews band. Oh my um, husband, Dave Matthews. I yeah, can tell yeah, you yeah. The amount of concerts I've been to. I don't really remember any of them because we were always drinking, but we had a blast. Uh, we we <laughs> love we the lyrics because yeah, like, we were huge fans. Things, we but. we were so into Dave Matthews. We loved him. Um, yeah, so. yeah. Hey, you saw now, I saw you kind of react when I said you you're familiar with Joanne Shaw Taylor. You know her music. She's a blues artist. She's, she's a yeah, blues I know artist. some of yeah. her stuff. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. great. She's great. Um, but anyway, so Taylor, it sounds like there's a lot of awesome stuff to come from you. So yeah, we just I have to like when can we, we just have to stay tuned here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when when can we expect some new music? Yeah, give us some dates. <laughs> I don't I don't have any specific <laughs> dates. Um we're still trying to work out um kind of the whole money situation. I'm ho- I'm trying to put um a crowdfunding thing together to um try to get some support to get back into the studio. Oh, that's awesome. Um, because I, I had thought about doing a single and then I've had a lot of people ask for like an album or an EP, which is what I would love to do anyways. So that's obviously going to cost a little bit more. So I'm hoping that I can get like 
a good crowdfunding um, thing put together to um, hopefully have my fans help me get back into the studio to afford that. Um, so we're looking, the goal is to get back into the studio this year. Oh, awesome. So you know, that's we'll another, what happened. That, that's another great thing of the internet age is this whole crowdfunding thing yeah. um, for artists and um, that kind of thing. Like, do you happen, do you happen to have a Patreon as well? Or, I don't. I've okay. been thinking about making one, but yeah. I didn't know if it was something that um would really cater to what I'm doing. I didn't know if my following was big enough. Yeah, you to have to. Yeah, do I, I don't. Or, we're 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 struggling with the same uh, questions, but um, because it's very popular for podcasters. But I know like there's a bunch of. Is it? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Podcasts and YouTubers. It's really popular okay. for. That's how I even learned about it is because I I like to support a I couple. I guess of that podcasts. makes sense because the yeah the stuff that you could like release just solely to them and yeah yeah a lot That's of right, podcasts yeah. like yeah. if you join their patreon you get an extra podcast every week they they'll do like, uh, patreon, awesome. yeah. patreon exclusive content but i know like a lot of the right. singer songwriters are doing that now too patreon yeah. exclusive songs you know different like perks yeah. you get at concerts like something mm -hmm. to, something to think about there it seems like a cool other way to make a lot i think of a lot of people started doing that during covid yeah totally. Sure. totally yeah yeah. Um, yeah. I've actually been researching and looking into that as well. Um, but I've had a few um, friends that have done the whole like Indiegogo and other like Kickstart, I think is what it's called. Kickstarter. Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah. Kickstart, yep. Doing different things to help raise money for their um, studio stuff because it's so expensive. Oh, I can. And that's the thing. <laughs> and so I think that's a really important point, right? Because you could record everything in your home. And, you know, for relatively it, not a lot of money, not, it would but, not be good. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it is like you really still need the expertise of the great engineers, yes. good producers like that Musician. stuff. Really, it, yeah. You need the musicians like that stuff still matters. You know, it, yeah. it just does, you know. And that's my thing is that, like, I want to deliver the best work to my yep. fans. Yeah. Because, like, I wouldn't be doing this without them. And I have um, some amazing loyal fans that they come out to every show that they can they buy my merch they share my events even if they can't be there they tune in for my live streams um some of them have become so like close that that's like they're great. almost like family oh, and that's great. you know i just i really want to i have so much stuff that i want to like record and release and there's a lot of stuff that people are like when are you going to record that when are you going to release it and i'm like maybe i should just do it like at least an ep you know, at least get like five yeah. or six there. Yeah. Um, that'll give like people a good chunk of stuff uh, to listen to while I'm working on the next project. Yeah, and totally. Stuff. So we're trying to figure all that out. It's a lot. <laughs> you know, like, like you were saying, independent artists, you're doing it all. So yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Well, let us know when you, when you have some of that information available um, in terms of some of the crowdfunding, let us, let us know too. We'll, uh, we'll post about it so we can uh, try to help you, help you out. Oh, I would really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, Taro, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on. you for having yes, me. This, this is yeah. great. We really appreciate this. Uh, the time you spent, we, we, we've gone uh, way over, but we've loved every second of this conversation. <laughs> me so, too. We so could we, go on all night. We could. We wish you continued success. We're really Thank looking forward to um, 
what your next release is. We're looking forward to you traveling up to the Northeast so we can come and see you. Yes, and, that'll be awesome. Hang out and maybe I'll maybe I'll drink some bourbon. I mean, who knows? Oh, you will. Oh, oh no, but, uh, <laughs> we're we're drinking bourbon. If she come if, if she comes to the Northeast to play a show and we yeah. go, you're drinking bourbon. Yeah, so uh, all right, right, all right. Like you're drinking bourbon. Kind with me too. And then I, I'll be and then I'll be praying to the whiskey on Sundays. Right. Hell yeah! Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor, Taylor shout out shout out all your socials your website uh, everything so uh, our listeners can uh, get to know you a lot more yeah um so my website is taylorhughesmusic.com um if you go subscribe to that and um, i send out a monthly newsletter just to keep you up to date um that's also a good way to know where i'm going to be playing because my tour schedule is always up there months in advance um it also has all my socials on it like up in the corner and um, you can find my Instagram and my Facebook, which are Taylor Hughes music. Um, I do have a TikTok, YouTube page or YouTube channel, which I really need to start using more, but I'm such like an Instagram, Facebook person, um, yep, and my yep. Twitter. Um, but they're all like Taylor Hughes music and you can find all those on my, um, my website. Very cool. So yeah, go, go check her out. She's a, she's an incredible yes. artist. We wish, wish you nothing but the best. We can't wait to see what comes next. Um, and uh, of course, you know, because we talk bourbon sometimes, give me, give me a bourbon I have to try that I probably haven't tried before. Ooh, um, have you had <laughs> that, I can, that I can find in the Northeast, which is kind of a tough, tough bourbon sell up here. Is so. it, is it, um, look for, I don't know if you'd be able to find this up there because everyone tells me they can't find it. And somehow New York I is a little Boston. bit easier. Boston, not so great. Um, if you can find a knob 12. Try that. Oh yeah, I can find. Yep, Nod That's Twelve. Great. Dave, Very Total Wine doesn't right have this stuff. Come on. No, man. not Total not Wine. 12. Totally yeah, yeah. Not we have Total 12, Wine up totally, here now. Totally, totally is readily available. I've had love Nod Twelve. Uh, I love the nine favorite. too. Love the nine, but the knob twelve is yeah. Knob, that's uh, my favorite. I have like ten bottles downstairs. <laughs> I saw your Instagram post with. <laughs> I don't mess around. I'm like that she doesn't just don't. sing. I, she doesn't sing about praying to it. She actually does. <laughs> actually does. <laughs> um, I've, let me think of. Do you have Eagle Rare up there? Have you had Eagle we, Rare? I can never find Eagle Rare, but yes, there it is that. available. Um, if you can find it, get it. That's a good one. And it's so funny because everyone says that. And I go to the store and I buy like five at a time. Yeah. So you guys, you, the down there, there's so much more, the, the bourbon availability down there and, and, and further South is just so much better than up here, it's but it's getting better. It's getting better up here, but not, it's not like it is down there. Right. Yeah. We'll try that. That's a, I think they usually run about like 30 bucks. So like, it's not yeah, yeah. a, it's a bottle. Um, right. But yeah, the Knob 12 is my favorite. That's what I always tell people to find. Um, yeah, if you can find good. a Weller blue label, call me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm in groups on Facebook and that you'll occasionally see people around Massachusetts <laughs> posting posting Weller pics, but uh, you, yeah. I, I, I never see it. So, so I have a few of them, but the blue one's my favorite and I can't find it anywhere. And it, they're really expensive too. So. Right. Yeah. That, that's a better off. price range a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and Elmer T is really good. Another which, one I can't oh, find anywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, don't worry, you can't find it anywhere here either. It's like if it retails at like thirty five dollars, but because it's so hard to find, it's like going oh, the for secondary like on that is huge. I didn't know that. Yep. Wait a minute, I didn't know that Elmer's glue people make um <laughs> no. make bourbon now. Yeah, it gets stuck right. in your throat. It's not that good. Yeah, this is, this is the guitar dads. We do make dad jokes. It does happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I <laughs> Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, well Taylor, thanks, thank Taylor. you so really... much again. We really appreciate it. Thank you, you all for on. having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, hopefully continue success for you and, and thank you thank so you. much. 
But what yeah, do we, we think, Dave? Maybe we'll... having you. We look forward to having you back on the show again at some point. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But for now, I think that was this week's Guitar Dad's podcast. All right, keep rock alive. Catch you guys on the flip. <laughs>